A new year means new monsters, which means we must start strong with one we've known quite a bit about for quite a while. We're going to be talking about the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil is a creature that we can trace back to early, early American history with uh, its first known origins appearing in 1735. The most popular uh, origin of the creature is well, just that, it's its most popular origin. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, according to popular folklore here, Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, also known as Mother Leeds. Legend states that Mother Leeds had about 12 children, and after finding out she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. During 1735, the mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. The creature was born as a nor normal child, uh, but changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. As it was delivered, it came out growling and screaming and beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading out into said pine barrens of New Jersey. Uh, in some versions of the tale, though, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of this story also state there was subsequently an attempt by clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. So as you can see, this story shares a lot of similarities to our previous episode about uh, the, whole, ha the uh, whole house of Chicago uh, containing a devil baby. But every description of the creature itself, despite its source, comes down to the similar appearance of it being kind of like a wyvern, where it will have a goat or horse head, a leathery bat-like wings, it's got some horns, small arms with clawed legs, kind of like a, a T-Rex there, cloven hooves on the back legs, and a forked tail. It moves pretty quickly and uh, erupts blood-curdling screams. One thing that is consistent among all stories is that the... Jersey Devil is almost universally linked to this Leeds family or this character of Mother Leeds. And shocking enough, this, like any good legend or story, has some ties into reality itself. The character of Mother Leeds has been identified by some as a Deborah Leeds, on the grounds that Deborah Lee's husband, Japhet Leeds, named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736, which is compatible with the legend, again, starting up in 1735. Deborah and Japhet Leeds also lived in the Leeds Point section in what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. Uh, Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University, theorized that the story of Mother Leeds, rather than being based on a single historical person, originated from the colonial southern New Jersey religio <coughs> religion and political disputes that became a subject of folklore and gossip among the local population. According to Regal, folk legends concerning these historical disputes evolved uh, over the years and ultimately resulted in the modern popular legend of the Jersey Devil during the 20th century. Regal contended, though, that uh, colonial-era political intrigue involving, shockingly enough here, Benjamin Franklin and Franklin's rival almanac publisher Daniel Leeds 
resulted in the Leeds family being described as monsters. And it was Daniel Leeds' negative per- description in the Leeds Devil rather than any actual creature that created uh, the, the essentially the story of the Jersey Devil itself. Uh, Much like the Mother Leeds character, uh, Daniel Leeds' third wife had given birth to nine children, uh, which was uh, reportedly a large number of children for that time. Now we have to remember that this was in a period of American history before America was America. That was to come many decades later. Uh, Daniel Leeds was a royal surveyor at the time, and he had very strong allegiance to the British crown, as most people did. Leeds had also surveyed and acquired land in the Egg Harbor area, located within said Pine Barrens. Land was inherited by Leeds' sons and family and is now known as Leeds Point. It's one of the areas of the Pine Barrens currently most associated with this legend. But starting in the 17th century, English Quakers established settlements in southern New Jersey, the region in which Pine Barrens is located. Daniel Leeds, a Quaker and prominent person of pre-revolution colonial southern New Jersey, became ostracized by his Quaker congregation after his 1687 publication of almanacs containing astrological symbols and writings. Leeds' fellow Quakers deemed the astrology in these almanacs as too pagan or blasphemous, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed by the local Quaker community. In response and... Most likely in spite of this censorship, Leeds continued to publish even even more esoteric astrological Christian writings and became increasingly fascinated with occultism, mysticism, cosmology, uh, demonology, natural magics, all that fun, happy stuff that makes up good monster stories. In the 1690s, after his almanacs and writings were further censored as blasphemous or her... um, heretical by the Philadelphia Quaker meeting, Leeds continued to dispute with the Quaker community, converting to Anglicism and publishing anti-Quaker tracts, uh, which criticized the Quaker theology and accused Quakers of being anti-monarchists. In the ensuing dispute between Leeds and Southern New Jersey Quakers, uh, Leeds was endorsed by the much maligned British royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury despised among the Quaker communities. Lees also worked as a counselor to the uh, to this Lord Cornbury uh, around this time. Now, the Quaker community essentially shunned him, cast him out at this time. Now, continuing the story, though, it was during 1706 that Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, inherited his father's almanac's almanac business and continued to use the astrological content and eventually competed with Ben Franklin's popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition between the two men intensified when, during 1733, Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death on October of that same year. Though Franklin's prediction was intended as a joke at uh, Titan's expense and was meant to boost his own sales, Titan Leeds was apparently offended at the death prediction, as you know, you understandably would be. <clears throat> uh, but he went ahead and published a, pom- a public admonition of Franklin as a, quote, fool and a liar. 
In a published response, there was a lot of public back and forth here, much like we get nowadays. Franklin mocked Titan's outrage and humorously suggested that, in fact, Titan had died in accordance with the Poor Richard's Almanac prediction and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Franklin continued to uh, jeering, jokingly refer to Leeds as a ghost even after Titan's actual death during 1738. So that was the thing. Franklin never really let up on this. Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro-monarchy stance and largely anti-monarchist colonial southern part of New Jersey, combined with Ben Franklin's later ongoing depiction of Titan Leeds as a ghost, that may have originated or contributed to the local folk legend, uh, the so-called Leeds Devil, lurking out in the Pine Barrens. But it was during that run of the... Uh, the Leeds Almanac that uh, Titan began to include the Leeds family crest as uh, the masthead of the almanacs. Uh, the Leeds family crest was depicted as a wyvern. Again, the core description of what the Jersey Devil itself is. Now these two origin stories were enough to get the legend of the Jersey Devil itself started and continue on from the you know, late 1700s up into the early 1900s where sightings were fairly common um, in the Pine Barrens area. Um, one of the first sightings we had here was a reference to the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds in uh, 1887, which was allegedly spotted again near the Pine Barrens. And uh, quote, whenever he went near it, it gave an most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds Devil, according to the description, and it was born over in Evansham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There is no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evansham Woods 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen that were in all South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that does not know the Lee's Devil, and it was the bugaboo to frighten children when I was a boy." End quote. From there, we have several more instances. Uh, while visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged, famed United States Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted the flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it, to no effect. In 1820, uh, Joseph Bonaparte, the older brother of Napoleon, also claimed to see the Jersey Devil. And during 1840, the, Jer the Jersey Devil itself was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, and these were all accompanied by tracks of the monster and screams. In Greenwich, during uh, December of 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed that none of 100 people he showed it to could identify it. In July of 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes was seen by residents of Downing, uh, Downington, Pennsylvania, which was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter of the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Bulletin. Uh, in 1951, a group in Gibston, uh, New Jersey, claimed... Uh, Claimed to have seen the monster matching the devil's description. 
1957, there was another corpse matching the Jersey Devil's description. And during 1960, tracks and noises were heard near May's Landing, which, again, also claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. It was during the same year that merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it were captured. Now, there were a lot of sightings, but what I really want to dive into were the sightings of 1909, where the news media ran wild with the stories and a fairly large local hunt was put in place to capture the creature. It was January 21st of 1909 that the Trenton Times first used the words Jersey Devil in print. Uh, it was used to describe the alleged creature that was bringing a scare to the residents of New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Delaware. From the week of uh, January 18th to the 24th, newspapers went wild with stories. Now, according to Joseph uh, Garbadello over at the Philadelphia Inquirer, reporting at the time was loose. Um, he says that two things should be kept in mind when reading the old stories about the devil. First is that the journalistic standards in those days were, to say the least, loose, and newspaper men often did favors that were reciprocated with free meals or theater tickets or bottles of booze at Christmas. Second is that in the face of fierce competition, newspapers would seek to match stories and rival publications at any cost, even if the price was the truth. Now, with newspapers carrying stories from witnesses on both sides of the Delaware River, uh, from Trenton to the Delaware Bay, newspapers were essentially slugging it out over these stories. And somewhere in the mix was Norman Jeffries, who was a uh, local businessman and was filing reports to anybody that would take it. Now, a wonderful gentleman over at Rick Grass, R-I-C-G-R-A-S-S dot blogspot dot com, uh, has compiled a list of dozens of these articles um, and it was a valuable resource in getting all this stuff compiled together so if you actually want to go and see you know actual scans of the newspapers and the photographs that were taken at the time definitely head over there we'll have a link in the show notes but uh, some of the the highlights here were um, witnesses said it was six feet tall with a tail horns skin like an alligator and cloven hooves its body was bird-like, but its face was like a horse. It had four feet, but stood and walked on its hind legs. So Some said it breathed fire. It was reported to have killed chickens and attacked and killed pet dogs. It would rampage around people's homes, upset their garbage cans, and make attempts to get inside, all the while screeching and howling. Dozens of sets of tracks and footprints were discovered that many, an expert, could not identify. Another reads, quote, a woman faints when she sees Jabberwock. Downtown woman frightened into unconsciousness by terrifying spectacle in yard. Monster in three states. Antics recorded in New Jersey, Delaware, and in this city and suburbs. Swooning at the sight of an uncanny object from whose, from whose forbidding front spurted tongues of flame, according to her own narrative, Mrs. J.H. Davis, A. White, wife of an insurance man who lives at 1517 Ellsworth Street, yesterday afternoon gave concrete proof of the existence of a strange and disquieting creature in the southern section of this city. Disappearing as swiftly and as mysteriously as it came, the cause of the woman's fright left only terror in its fiery trail. Yet another story reads, quote, Policeman thinks it's a jabberwock. 
A Burlington, New Jersey policeman declared yesterday, before Mrs. Ryan's experience had become known, that he saw the thing that previous morning. It had no teeth, its eyes were like blazing coals, and these facts, combined with other terrifying attributes, make him sure that it is a jabberwock. The hunt is on in nearly every town in the South Jersey state, and unless the thing has a lair under the ground, the hunters believe it is certain to be captured. Since the creature has been heard of farmers, uh, has been heard of farmers have been missing chickens by the dozen this convinces them that it is carnivorous and they will feel greatly relieved when they hear of its capture or death residents of millville and bridgeton say that they heard terrible screams in their chicken houses at night in many cases chickens were found dead on the floor without a mark on their bodies whether they were choked or simply frightened to death at sight of the thing is unknown end quote now it was leading up to the end of that week where on january 23rd the philadelphia inquirer reported a story that a hunting party had captured the creature in fairmount park uh it was the story said a cross between a kangaroo and an australian water bird and called a kangawing which was another made-up word for the non-existent creature uh, the following day, on January 24th, an ad for the Struggling Dime Museum at 9th and Arch Streets, which, uh, again, gentleman Norman Jeffries had represented for years, it appeared in the paper announcing that the captured lead devil would be on display. Uh, it read here from what I can read of the, the print. 9th and Arch Museum, caught and here, alive, the Leeds devil, captured Friday after a terrific struggle. It swims, flies, gallops, a living dragon. Ten cents admits to all. And a further quote here from Mr. Gambardello's article, a follow-up story that could have been written by Jeffries himself reported that thousands had turned out to see the fuming and fretting creature chained in a cage. Some newspapers, however, were not buying it, instead reported that the Leeds Devil was killed when its tail hit the electrified third rail of a train line in Gloucester County, disappearing in an explosion that left behind only a large patch of melted snow. Years later, Jeffries, whose name also appears as Jeffries in newspaper clips, uh, confessed to staging the stunt. When he died at the age of 67, or 57, according to the New York Times, the Inquirer said, Reports that the Jersey Devil had reappeared aroused his showman instinct, and he used all the arts of a press agent to build up the beliefs in the legend. As for the devil that appeared at the museum, Jeffrey's obituary said it was a cleverly disguised kangaroo, one that, despite its intent, did not save the showplace. It remained open for only a few more weeks, according to phillyhistory.org. Now, there have been several reported sightings again after the 1909 uh, epidemic i guess you'd say but uh nobody ever really got into it as much as they did during that winter and thus ends our tale of the jersey devil uh from its origins to its reported sightings to its gigantic uh nation gripping reign of terror in the winter of 1909 again we're gonna have links to the show notes here so definitely check those out um but that's going to wrap things up. We'll be back next week with yet another monster and, and hopefully a better flow. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.